At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks for listening this week. We have Lindsay Zarniak, who will be hosting a daily Olympic show for NBC slash uh, Peacock during the Olympics. And uh, we get into some things about women in sports media, the Rachel Nichols, Maria Taylor situation with Lindsay. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We're going to start the show. We've been, we introduced several weeks ago a train of thought segment on the podcast. Uh, most of you, I would assume all of you who are listening to this know that I write a daily train of thoughts comment column, I should say, not comment, daily train of thoughts column for SI.com. And we have decided to make that a segment here on the pod. We've been doing it for a couple of months. I got my uh, buddy Salakata, who in New York is on WFAN radio and SNY television. He joins me and we uh, basically take what the column is and we make it part of the pod. So we're going to kick the show off this week with the train of thought segment. Usually we do it after the interview, but we went through uh, Tom Brady's uh, joking at the White House. We talked about uh, Peyton and Eli and their Monday night football alternate show for ESPN two. We talked about the worst songs of all time. We talked about Giannis ordering a half Sprite, half lemonade at Chick-fil-A. So we're going to start this week's show with the train of thought segment and then the interview with Lindsay Zarniak. Before we get to it quickly, if you've missed any recent episodes of the SI Media Podcast, make sure you check them out in the archives. Subscribe. Last week, Andrew Marshan from the New York Post. Two weeks ago, Sean McDonough from ESPN. Three weeks ago, Chris Long all recent guests on the SI Media Podcast, so subscribe. And if you could leave a review, um, we're going to try to do something with people who leave a review, um, whether it's a prize, whether it's a shout-out, maybe tie it in with Train of Thoughts, uh, the column. But if you can leave a review, I mean, I'll read the reviews on the pod if you want to leave one that's funny. They don't have to necessarily be like, you know, this is the greatest podcast ever. You can make it amusing. Just give it five stars. And uh, we'll show some love for people who leave reviews. All right, that's enough of the plugs. Let's get to this week's show. Train of Thoughts with Salakata, followed by an interview with Lindsay Zarniak right here on the SI Media Podcast. 
All right, joining me now for a weekly train of thought segment, my buddy Sal Akata from WFANSNY, as we do this every week, Sal. I'm not even going to say hello. I'm just going to say this. I'm gonna, uh, it, because, because I'm your friend, I'm going to give you a chance right now to retract what you said last week about Giannis. Oh, God. I totally forgot that we would even get into this. I know. I, I was secretly even didn't tell you we were going to get into this because it, it, <laughs> I wanted you to not plan your fake apology. I figured you'd give a real apology. If, if you think that was bad, what I said last week, you should have heard me a few weeks ago after game two versus the Nets. I was saying, this guy is the MVP. This yeah, this is what the league MVP looks like. This guy's terrible. Can't hit a three. Can't hit a free throw. And, of course, here he is going off for 50 points, 17 of 19 from the line, winning the NBA uh, championship. Look, I, I was wrong. You're right. I mean, and the I'm guy not- dominated the NBA yeah. finals from start to finish. It was amazing. Yeah, and doing it off of, you know, the, the hyperextension of his knee. I mean, he was he was terrific. Now, I still don't think that either of these two teams are necessarily great teams, but it is what it is. The Nets were injured. LeBron was injured. Kawhi was injured. The Nuggets were injured. They were there, and Giannis and the Bucks won the championship. Look, he cemented his legacy as one of the greats, and he didn't have to leave to go do it either. So there are a lot of great things, and even it just shows you the overreaction, at least by me, after watching game two of that Nets series down 0 too, where he looked, he did not look like an MVP. He completely changed it. How about those 17 free throws? You could talk about getting to the line and taking. How does this guy who's clearly had issues with knocking down free throws hit 17 of 19? He that was an all time performance in all in every game. I mean, you take the six games as a whole, that is an all time performance. Yeah. It was remarkable what he did. You're right. He's a really great. Was. He's a great player. I was now, wrong for saying he's overrated. Let me ask you an important question about Giannis. Yeah. So all over Twitter today, everyone's going crazy because he went to Chick Fil A this morning and ordered some food, and he ordered for a beverage, half Sprite, half lemonade, no ice. Now, no ice. Forget that because whatever. Have you ever had a half Sprite, half lemonade in your life? Because I've no, never had that. I did not know that that was a thing. Although when I did see him order that, I was somewhat intrigued. I'm not a big soda guy anymore, but yeah, that does yeah. it does sound intriguing. I mean, you know, when we're done, I'm going to get one. Interesting, just to test it out. Yeah, because I mean, I love I love lemonade, but like you, I'm I'm not a big soda guy either. But you know, I could deal with a Sprite every now and again. So. You, you know what found I found interesting about that video more than anything? The waitress took it in stride. If I were taking that order, I would have been like, wait, did you say half Sprite, half lemonade? What the hell is that? Well, and meanwhile, she's like, yeah, okay, no problem. Like she two, knew. Yeah. Two things there. One, the waitress had, I don't, th- I, I don't think she's a waitress. The food order, whatever she is, the person right. takes the order. I forgot. I don't know the technical term. Had no idea who he was, which I thought was phenomenal. <laughs> Number two, I just think that if you're in the food, I've, I've said, I probably have said this to you over the times we've been out to eat. The worst industry you could possibly be in is the food industry because people are deranged and they are extremely deranged when it comes to food because everything is on the side. Well done. Don't put this here. Can I substitute right. this? What people do in food places is... So batshit crazy. It's not, so these people are so him saying like you know half lemonade, half sprite, no ice. That must have just rolled right off her back. That's like a like a, that's like a two on the scale of like yeah. one to ten of what you see people do in restaurants. I mean, people are animals in restaurants, and then they're a pain in the ass with what they order. 
Very fair and very true. But as someone who's never heard of that combo before in my life, Me I would have just been taken aback by, you know, you could understand somebody doesn't want onions or make it well done, whatever. But that half Sprite, half lemonade. Interesting. Well, when I, How does one even stumble across that? I mean, what hit him one day where he had that mix? When I tweeted about it, people, I got a bunch of replies from people saying that's delicious. So it must be a known thing. And hmm. maybe it's just we're too East Coast, Long Island, you know. Right, we don't Pumpkin, mess with that. So maybe that's why we don't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you into it all? Like, would you would you watch Peyton and Eli on a Monday Night Football alternative telecast when that starts? Very intrigued by it. I also really? did. Yeah, I am because I I think that both of those two are entertaining, especially together. Also, you're not talking about. You know, if I and Eagle were doing Monday Night Football, and all due respect to Steve Levin, I think they did a nice job. They were not annoying, overbearing. It was an easy watch on Monday Night Football. But uh, there's no real draw there other than the game. So if I'm getting the game, the entertainment aspect of it, I'm intrigued to see what Peyton and Eli would have in store. But ultimately, being a traditionalist and probably not liking whatever new kind of broadcast they're going to do, I think I'd go back to the normal broadcast. But Yeah, yeah I'm fascinated to hear you say you're intrigued because I thought you would have the take like me because – my take is like, I just want to watch the regular game. I don't want to talk show while a game is going on. Well, I just want to watch the game. What are they going to do? Is that what they're going to do? Like a, a comedy talk yeah, there's show? There's going to be like a host with Peyton and Eli, and they're going to have guests every week. Oh. And if you've watched the mega casts in the past, like the game is not on the full screen. Like the game is in a box, and then Peyton and Eli are in a box. They're not going to be doing like, there's a three yard run by, you know, Christian McCaffrey. Like that's not what's going to happen. So, no, I probably wouldn't have interest in that. I also have a question. If you're ESPN, why would you create a counter program to go against your Monday Night Football team that you're trying to build here with Levy the, and Reddick and Green? Why, that doesn't make any sense to me. You want people to watch a different feed? Two reasons. One, Marshan reported that Amazon wanted to get Peyton to call Thursday Night Football. So this uh, is a way for ESPN to block Amazon because his deal with ESPN is exclusive. Also, the deal with that ESPN made with Peyton is with his production company. So he's going to get a cut of the pie here. So that's a factor in all this. And I think ESPN, I guess Peyton just still doesn't want to do the games. They're only doing 10 of these mega casts a year. They're not doing 17, which, right. you know, 17 weeks. They're doing 10 a year. So I don't know if Pey maybe Peyton doesn't want to work every week, which, I mean, who can play him? I mean, he doesn't need the money. Right. Um, and then I think, listen. I, will, I do think if Peyton in a year from now says to ESPN, I want to do the games, they're going to blow out the Monday night booth in one second. Right. I think for ESPN, this is their way to get Peyton in the mix. ESPN did not, even if Peyton, even if Peyton agreed that he wanted to do Monday night football this year, it would have been a bad luck for ESPN to again give Levy and Greasy and Riddick one year and blow them out after they had the disaster with Tessa Tor and Witten and Booger oh, McFarlane. Yeah. So I think... That all played a role in, in this, I think, weird kind of show. But that's just me. Okay, fair enough. I But the more you detail it for me, the, the less I'd be interested. I am intrigued. I'll probably check it out for a few minutes, if that, and then flip back. I like both Peyton and Eli, and I'd like to see them do some sort of a, a – you know, semi-real telecast. I know it's not going to be the same traditional thing, but that seems too talk showy to me as opposed to just the game. Yeah, I just want to watch the game. I'm old and boring right. and just give me the game. Um, I know I didn't I didn't mention this as something we was going to discuss, but I just saw it and I know you were a huge, huge, huge Dion fan. Are you following this story that Dion got all pissed off because in a press conference, 
Someone called him Dion instead of, I guess, Coach or Coach Sanders. I saw yesterday. So what happened? One reporter said Dion, and then he said not to do it again, and somebody else called him Dion, so he walked well, I didn't out. Even, I, I just thought he got – he. I thought his line was, you know, you don't call – Saban Nick. Saban Nick. Yeah. All right. Dion, what do you want them to call you? Coach Sanders? Like, yeah, Coach Sanders? Is that what he wants? Well, that's what I was confused about. He didn't specify saying call me coach or treat me with right. respect. You know, also, he's not – you know, you're not Nick Saban, obviously, right. and I do love Dion. I look, he wants the respect. If he's the coach, he, I don't know what you're supposed to call him though. His name That's what I'm is saying. Dion. I mean, yeah, yeah. If they you're, called I Dion. They didn't, Prime. Yeah. If they would say, "Hey, Prime, you know, what do you got for us?" And say, that would be, you know, he's not. There, people are not on that level with him that are in the media. But yeah, right. I have no issue with calling. But it was him like Dion. they say, "Hey, Schmuck." I mean, they called him Dion. Well, I mean, they called him by his name. What? What? I don't understand walking out of a press. I mean, what I'm saying is you want to say to the reporter, listen, can you please address me as this? Well, why are you leaving the press conference over something like that? You look ridiculous. I thought, though, the way that I read it yesterday was that he somebody must have called him Dion. And then he went on that whole tirade. And then I'm pretty sure somebody called him Dion again, which would take extreme amount of intestinal fortitude. So I don't know if that's 100 percent accurate, but that's the way that I interpreted it. Then this, by the second time he, he just took off and left. But I could be wrong on that. Um, I know you're not into politics, but oh, Brady getting all of the Trump supporters mad because he made a joke about 40% of the people still don't think he w was going to win the Super Bowl is one of the greatest Tom Brady moments of all time, just for the record. Okay, so say that. you know that I'm not into politics, yeah, yeah. but even I knew enough to understand the joke. And when I first heard it or read it, I said to myself, well, wait a second. Isn't Brady a Trump supporter? Well, he's and not. That's one of the worst false oh, narratives. That's okay. ever. No, I thought he was friends with Trump. I didn't know. So then he's taking a, a shot at Well, this is my take on it, okay? Brady and Trump were like fake celebrity friends before Trump got into politics. Like, there's a famous picture of them at like a boxing match. It's from like 20 years ago. They were celebrity friends. And then... When Trump got into politics, he sent Brady the stupid hat and Brady had the stupid hat in his locker and people just assumed he was, you know, MAGA. Right. You know, Giselle is, if you follow them like on social media and just read about, like she's as liberal as it gets. So oh, I don't okay. think Tom Brady. Okay. So everyone, and, and then of course the media wanted Brady, you know, I guess during, you know, Trump's four years of anarchy, they, he, they, they wanted Brady to like speak out against it and he didn't. And I don't think it was because of politics. I think it was, Brady was like, oh, you want me to do this? Now I'm not going to do it, basically. Right. Well, you, you can't choose a side when you're like that because one way or another, you're going to make people unhappy. So I would assume that maybe that had a part. But yeah, me not knowing enough or caring enough about it, I just assumed, based on everything that you said, that he was a, I don't right. know well, about that's a Trump what, supporter. The media spun it as he was a huge Trump supporter. And that was only because he had a hat in his locker and then he wouldn't come out and, you know, say right. that, you know, Trump was horrible because he doesn't want to play. That's not Tom Brady's way. He's not playing that game with the media. I thought it was a great line, though, the 40%. Oh, it's, that's it's what I'm fantastic. saying. It was a but the best part, it was a phenomenal line. And the best part is that all of the pro-Trump media is flipping out. And there was a headline that said, like, Brady stabs Trump in the back. <laughs> what, because that joke? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. It's too much. I'll That's tell you, but the the noticeable thing, Brady's personality, man, it's we, unbelievable. Man, we, it's all, it is unbelievable. We never saw anything like this in for years. Yeah. Who knew? He's yeah. funny. Yeah, he's great. We need more of it. Um, did you watch Ted Lasso? Yeah, season one. Is season two out yet? Comes out Friday. Oh, I can't wait. I loved you, it. Yeah, you pumped up. 
Well, here's the thing. In a time where, I mean, I watched it during the pandemic. I'm not sure when Me it was too. released. But at a time where everything was so serious and so depressing, that was such an easy escape, a fun, uplifting watch. It gives me goosebumps. It was great. So I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I have a little bit of bad news, though, about it. They're gonna, there's going to be a new episode every Friday. They're not putting them all out at once. For, oh, for I, think, I think they did that initially but i called up you know yeah, midway, yeah. midway in between and then i would catch up you know when the episodes would come out so i don't like that i'd like to have them all at once but still that's great all right last thing i didn't tell you i was going to bring this up but i tweeted the other day because i saw a tweet i retweeted something kokomo is one of the worst songs of all time <laughs> do you agree or disagree um i will that's disagree with uh, you I have fought. Now, you're a different music guy than me. I was a young kid. I'm pretty sure I was in fourth grade. There was, we did parodies of that song. I enjoyed that song for what it is. Now, looking back, I mean, is it a great song? No, but I'm not going to put it in one of the worst songs of all time. Not as bad as Giannis' take, but a bad take. It is one <laughs> of the worst songs of all time. Why do you hate that song so much? Oh, it's terrible. Ghost. I. It's not the worst, but it's probably top. The worst, uh, the two worst songs of all time for me are Red Red Wine by UB40. I'm familiar with it. And Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFadden, McFarren, whatever his name hmm. is. Those are the two worst songs of all time. Interesting. What about, like, do you consider the Macarena a song? Eh, or that, it doesn't bother uh, me Mamba, as much as those songs. Mamba Number no. 5. Like, those to me are horrible songs. I would put those up there. Um... You brought up good ones. Come on, come on, Barbie, let's go party. That I like one. that song. <laughs> get, get out of here. You can't help but bop to that song. <laughs> you hear it, you will bop. That's all there is to it. Um, I mean, Macarena is just ridiculous. I don't, I don't know if I even consider that a song. Right, like it's not a legit song. The other Mamba, one, I know. Here's the thing about Mambo Number no. Five. I know a lot of people who love that song. Uh, I, to me, I don't love it. Like I, but like it doesn't bother Chumba me. Chumba Wumba, that's another one. I think what's it called? Tub thumping or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one I put up there. That doesn't bother me. Um, the the voice and the sound in Red Red Wine pierces through my. To, how about junk. right? How about right? Said Fred. Great song. You I'm love too sexy? that song? Yeah, that's a great '80s song. I'm too sexy. The other one that I'm thinking. You're of, going by things that are like have stupid meaning with the lyrics. I'm going by the sound. What's the one by uh, in the '90s with the crash test dummies? Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Even one. though it brings back fond memories, I'll give that- you. The, I'll give you another one in the top ten. Would be Informer by Snow. Oh no 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 no! Now you've crossed the line. Now you. Like you I love. I love that song. I love Informer. That was a. I used to have that on my mixtape. That was the first song on there. I love that. That's worse than your Giannis take. <laughs> now we've got something worse than the Giannis. At least you've backed off Giannis. So now we've got the new worst take. All right. That's good. We're, we're, I, we we got to end it there. I'm not okay. letting you, you, We're ending it on you like Informer by Snow. Oh, it's a great song. All right, Sal. So we'll see you next week. Thanks. Uh, all right. Talk to you later. All right. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, joining me now, longtime broadcaster has been everywhere and looks like <laughs> you've done it all basically over the years. Lindsay Zarniak. <laughs> Lindsay, how's it going? Good. I'm great. It's awesome to be on here with you. Thanks. It's a very extensive resume. I mean, my God, oh. it's every like network and sport almost, it seems like. Thanks. Well, you know, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's been, you know, you, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's funny though, because you realize along the way, just, I guess you don't really think about all the different places you've been, but yeah, that kind of hit me recently. I was like, oh yeah, that is, that is kind of strange, right? It is, well, it because, is- so Lindsay will be um, doing a show for Peacock covering uh, the Olympics on her turf and it's going to be a daily show, correct? Yes. On, on yeah. Peacock. So when I first saw that, I was like, wait, the last, I thought she was with Fox doing sidelines. Yep. And the Olympics is obviously NBC Peacock. So that's, you know, then, then I, and I know obviously you were at ESPN. I know you've done CBS. So um, that's why I brought up the, the many places. Yeah. Well, it's funny because this is the first time that I've had those three networks back to back, which is funny, right? Because I did just get off the road from doing the SRX racing series with CBS. And so it's, it's funny because that is the way it worked. It was like Fox, CBS, NBC. So it's been cool, but I was, I was talking to someone about it yesterday because sorry, that is, um, you know, it's, it's a fun perspective that you get when you are able to dabble in those different worlds, you know, and they're all really great places to be, but it's funny. And you end up in me now having more of a road life at the, at the moment currently is like, really eye-opening too, because you end up seeing a lot of the same people, but sometimes it's, it's for different jobs. And, you know, it, I think, and you, you can relate to this, like it really all comes down to the people is what I've always felt, you know, whether it's a team that you're dealing with or athletes themselves or just whatever it is, it's, um, it's such a great business, but now more than ever is when I really realize that it's like, okay, so, you know, that the relationships along the way are the things that really matter, you know? What, what has been your favorite gig of all time? Like either the, your favorite job that you had or the fa- best thing you've called, you've been a part of and what, what's been your like? Well, I mean, there are a couple things that immediately come to mind because, you know, I'm, I'm from the DC area. And so a couple opportunities I've had there to cover the nationals winning the world series and the capitals winning the Stanley cup. I mean, I will never forget those moments. I still, when I think about that, when I actually physically just said that sentence, I got goosebumps because it's, I can, I can remember so clearly watching the clock wind down, watching the capitals on the ice. And I felt like I was going to throw up 
And um, <laughs> so there's that, which is just awesomeness, you know, and that's similar to the way I felt with the nationals. Um, and then professionally, just taking the personal side out of it, man, Olympics are always incredible because they're once in a lifetime stories, but you know, there, there's really, there's nothing like being on a football field, you know, before a game and just feeling the energy that those players are feeling getting ready to, you know, go and, and start the game and, and battle. But personally, the racetracks, there's something special to me about being at a racetrack. And I don't know what it is, but this, this, um, job I just came off of when I was working for CBS and we were covering short track racing on Saturday nights. There's just something that has always touched me about being around a garage and the family atmosphere that you have there with the race teams and everything that they put on the table and that they sacrifice to do what they do, because there's a lot more than just the physical, you know, car side of it. Um, so I just gave you like 15 different things, but I think that, you know, having come off the racing most recently, there was something super special about that project because it was also an idea that was created by, you know, a group of, of men who came up with this idea and they didn't know if it was going to sink or swim. So right now I'm really enjoying that kind of thing because it's like, what do listeners and viewers really want to hear when it comes to sports? And I think things are evolving so much that, it's a really cool time for it. Yeah. And I also, I should mention too, you have a, you have a, you had a really cool podcast called the artist and the athlete, which Thank you. Um, I have to say when I first saw the concept, I was jealous. Cause I was like, that is a really cool idea. Cause the, the, pro the podcast was one athlete and one musician. So you had episodes yeah. with like Eddie Vedder and Anthony Rizzo and Alanis yeah. Morissette, Danica Patrick, chain smokers and Jackson. That had to be a blast to do that. That was a blast. And that, that is something that I can't wait to do more of. And I, I've been obsessed with that concept because you know, like what, that there's so much that they have in common. And so to actually see that come to fruition and to be able to have those conversations. And then in some of the conversations, most of them, there would be connecting points that these artists and athletes would put together that I'm like, wow, that just blew my mind, you know, but it makes so much sense. So that was so much fun. And Eddie Vedder, was one of the coolest moments. Excuse me while I take shrimp out of my oven while I'm it's talking okay. to you. I am what, so sorry. But now you have to tell me, like, what, like, how are you cooking the shrimp? Okay, like, so this like a... is um, really, it's broiled because my kids are obsessed with this orzo salad that I make, okay. with, which I make with shrimp. So that it actually is, sounds really good. I'll send you the recipe. I think you'll love it. There's some reason that this is a little watery, so I'm not sure why, but that's okay. Um, or, but yeah, orzo so, salad with shrimp. I could go for that right now. Feta cheese. Good, good summer meal. Yep. Dill, red onion, green onions. It's great. I, I will truly send it to you. It does um, sound good. And you have to let me know. Anyway. And you can't overcook shrimp. You cannot do that. Right. So that's exactly what they say. But this looks good, right? That's like, kind of, looks kind of perfect. Yes, that does look good. Very Thank good. You. actually. Thank you. Um, okay. So anyway, I, uh, Eddie Vedder, like it was, he wanted to talk just baseball. You know, that is, that's like his world. And so on one hand, and you'll also relate to this, it's like hard because there are so many things I would have asked him, you know, that I would have just died to know, but it turned into this entire conversation that was fascinating with him because they were just vibing on baseball stuff and, you know, music that Anthony wanted to know. So it was, anyway, it was just, it was really, really cool. And Over the entire series of the podcast, give me like one of the most interesting things you've, you learned either about a musician or an athlete or something like you that sort of blew you away on any episode you did of that pod? I remember, 
let's see. Well, Eddie told a story about Ernie Banks um, and how Ernie Banks took Eddie's glove and how, oh, I know, well, no, I know what it was from that one. He talked about the night after they were at John Lester's party at his house having a party and they decided to go sneak into Wrigley at 3 a.m. because they couldn't sleep. So he and um, Theo Epstein and it was like two other people went, got into Wrigley, 3.30 a.m. They could still hear people on top of the rooftops and they were just laying there in the outfield on their backs. And I just remember the way he was describing that story. I was like, can you imagine if people knew that Eddie Vedder and Theo Epstein were there at that moment, like, like just laying on their backs, you know? Um, or I will say Alanis Morissette, I, I think she's amazing. And she was so fascinating to me because she was super deep the whole time. And she was with Danica Patrick, but she talked about how um, she was dropped by one of her record labels. And then she came out and did You Ought to Know and it blew up. And the way she told that story was like, whoa, that's fascinating. Um. Yeah, that I think that I listened to the Eddie Vedder one, and I listened to the the because I I like Alanis's music so much. So that was uh, and like she's always I'm a big Howard Stern listener, and she's been on there a bunch of times, and she's a great interview. She yes. she is very interesting as an interview. She's very thoughtful, and I yeah 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 no, she's great. She awesome. so tell us what what on her turf is going to be all about here during the Olympics as we now get in gear for uh, the games. Woo-hoo. So this is really cool because when they asked me to do this, first of all, I feel like anytime I was just so excited and grateful that NBC was like, Hey, we want you to be a part of this because it's just such an awesome experience. But I was, I was surprised and like pleasantly surprised at what the role is because it's awesome. On her turf is a um, a brand that they usually have as a podcast and they decided because it's got such a loyal following and the issues it, it focuses on the female athletes, they decided to turn it into a show that is going to air at 7 p.m. on Peacock. And so it's going to be awesome because it's a mix of everything that I love, which is highlights, interviews, roundtable. And it's going to be conversations that haven't traditionally been able to have been had, you know, at the Olympics. Mm. It's stuff that is controversial. It's equal pay. It's things like that. The, the moms, the, the enormity of moms that we have competing this year, you know, in the Olympics. But a lot of a lot of other things that will be on the table. So I'm really excited. I'm hosting with MJ Acosta and Lolo Jones will come in and host with me the second week. And she, by the way, is training for the uh, winter Olympics, which will be awesome because she's training for bobsled. Yeah. Um, I, I, probably shouldn't ask you this since you have to like push a show and NBC, but I'm just, but as, as someone, I'm not a huge Olympics person, but obviously I'm, I try to keep up with a little bit of what's going on. And it does seem like, these games could be very dicey with COVID and what's going on over there. And no, I mean, I know people said like, is it, are you expecting like everything to go off? Like no problem. We're going to have no issues or is it something we should be keeping an eye on? Uh, you know, cause it does sound like there's some issues over there. I'm expecting if we get to Saturday and if things are okay, that we know that there will be some version of the Olympics. And I'm hopeful that, that it happens as we think it will. I think you're right though. I think that because we've seen people test positive already and yeah. because I don't, I don't think that's going to end. I think if anything, we might see more of that. I think it's going to look really different. It's going to, you know, in terms of how are, are there actual competitions that are impacted that are big name athletes that are, you know, like you obviously like you don't want a anyone, but like 
right. Simone Biles or someone like that coming, that would be a humongous story. So on one hand, you know, it's, this whole thing is unprecedented and that, that also, you know, it makes it, uh, it makes it a little bit not dicey. I don't want to say dicey, but yeah, you're unsure how it's going to go off. It's why like last year covering the NFL, you know, that was crazy, but it was also really fascinating and eye-opening and we saw stuff that we've never been able to see because there weren't I said totally different perspective from where I was um, on the sidelines because of what I could physically see with my eyes and also what I could hear um so not to say that that's what the Olympic experience will be but I do think yeah we don't know exactly what more of an impact there could be you know and knowing that it has touched the Olympic village yeah I think that it's going to be a story throughout these games for sure. You know, and I know the people covering it too, who are there, I'm going to be covering it from the States, but it's a very different experience for them. I did think I've mentioned this on the, I think I may have talked about this with Aaron Andrews. Like I did think the sideline stuff ended up working out though. I think last year as, as well as it could have, like you couldn't be on the field next to the players. There's no fan. So like you, I know you guys had to do the interviews from like far away, but for a viewer, I thought that all worked out pretty well last year. I don't know how you feel as the person who had to do the interview, but. I mean, I, I appreciated being able to hear stuff that I've never heard. Seriously. Like I, I remember the moment where I was on the sidelines and there was one defensive player who ran off the field and screamed, I broke my finger. And he screamed it so loud. I was in the midst of walking, but I just literally stopped. And like, all I could do was stare and just watch. And I watched as a trainer, they, popped his finger back in. And I'm like, Oh my God, I would have never seen that. I really wouldn't because you're either it behind a gaggle of people on the same field. So I do think there were aspects that were, um, I don't want to say better, but in a way more different perspective, good perspective. Yeah. Like there were, it was a bummer not to be on the field before the game, because that is where you are able to get a lot of your information and you know, you, you get to, um, ask certain questions day of game. But I think for the most part, minus the yeah, interviews were a little challenging from our perspective. But the good thing was people understood the new set of guidelines. And so everyone, for the most part, was really great with that. You know, so it, it did in a way it held people accountable to a new set of standards and they knew that they had to follow it. So that I, I didn't mind it. I didn't. There were certain things about it that I think were valuable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um- yeah, I thought, you know, it could have been much worse, I thought. I mean, as a fan, you didn't really miss a ton with that. Um, one thing, on, on her turf, you're going to just be covering the women's part of the games, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm curious, as a, as a woman in broadcasting, if you feel like um, a lot of strides have been made, or do you think... Because I, I sort of, I don't know, throw my take out, which is irrelevant as a man in the business. But I think there's been a needed push, obviously, to get more women in sports broadcasting and sports media. Mm-hmm. But it does still feel like 98% of the jobs are like, it's sideline reporter. How is that going to change? What what has to happen for that to change? Where where women are getting better, more high, more high profile jobs than sideline reporter or host? Well, I think that's the million dollar question. I I don't know. I don't know. I think that it's a great question. I think that probably the answer is women striving for those roles, right? Because when you look at the span of what is possible in a broadcast, if you're talking about a live broadcast, it's, 
if it's not sideline, then what is it? Then it's play by play or it's some different type of role. That's like an analyst role that isn't a traditional role that women have had. So I think you're dealing with two things. I think you're dealing with the amount, the, the lack of females who have sought after and pushed for and worked towards the role of play by play. That's one thing. Um, and I'm saying that because if I decided, okay, that is really what I would love to do, that would be on me also, right? To say, hey, I really, I, I remember sitting in someone's office at ESPN when someone suggested, hey, would you be interested in doing that? And this was years ago because they were like, this is a, a place where we could work with you. To, and I, I think back to that sometimes and I'm like, man, that would have been really fun. It, at the time, it seemed like a long, like that's so unknown. But um, so there's that piece of it. But then also there's the piece that is the roles aren't, um, there aren't other roles that you can look to and say, oh, that's been done um, per se, you know? Yeah, I guess play by play is the main, you know, it, it's still amazing to me that you don't have more women doing play by play of, of sporting events. Yeah. Well, and I think that, but it's not just, I don't think it's on networks per se. I think it's also on women who have decided that that's what they want to do, you know, because the ones that I do know that have decided full on that, that, you know, that's what I want to strive for. One of my friends in racing right now, Jamie Little is doing that. And she's doing that with the ARCA racing series. And she decided, and, and so I am seeing it happen for her. That's what she's doing. And that's awesome. Hannah Storm, you know, and Andrea who do it for, did it for Amazon. Right. So that's in baseball. I mean, we can, we see it today with baseball, the women that, um, you know, have been calling major league games and things. So I think it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. I, I'm not, I would never, I'm not going to ask you to name the networks because that, that would be unfair, but I am curious since you worked at Fox, CBS, NBC, ESPN, was your experience in terms of how they treat women fairly, not fairly, the same across the board? Was one network better than the other? Was one worse than the other? Or has it always been sort of what it is? I, you know, I can't answer that question. No, no, I'm not asking you. Great. I'm not asking you to say what which. What are you talking about? What? No, I'm not asking you to say what network was the worst. I'm I'm asking if, <laughs> if there were different the experiences at each one, or if they were all the same. Without naming the network. I think, and I'm thinking about this for a moment as I answer, I, I think that it is, it's a kind of across the board. There's not, there's really, you know, like, look, if you ask anybody, there are stories that you've heard from, from women at every network, you know, whether or not you're, you've even seen or sniffed anything like it, you know, there's stories. So you hear those things, right. But then also there's, there's the fact of like, if you've ever dealt with that yourself. So I think it's, I think it's similar across the board. I will say my most recent experience, one thing I saw that was really cool, and I'm not saying that this is not the scenario at the other networks, but I hadn't seen this before, was the amount of women that were a part of the CBS project I just worked on that were in producer roles and high level roles. Like that was, and behind the scenes production roles. That's awesome. And that's different to me. And those women are also a lot of the same women that are working on the Olympics too, that I've so, and, and that's, but I will also say I have seen that in racing at Fox um, women who are in very high management roles. And there is one female in particular there who is just an absolute rock star. And so I, I think, I think about it too, not only from my role, but from management, because I think that's very important. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. For so, sure. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Uh, given that you were at ESPN from 2011 to 2017, what did you make of the Maria Taylor, Rachel Nichols brouhaha? I think were you surprised not- that, you know, this ended up coming out? Um, well, I mean, I, I was, I was surprised that, it, yeah, I was just surprised by the whole thing. I guess surprised that it happened that by the nature of how it it came to be, you know, I, I first heard about it. And then when I read about all the details, I'm like, oh, that's not what I thought that scenario <laughs> was with the, you know, just any way you slice it, it is, it's just an unfortunate scenario. The the whole thing, the whole thing, like what was said, but also just, just the whole nature of it. There are a lot of different things I could say about it. What I will say is both of those women are truly, and I say this from personal experience, some of the hardest women I have ever met in broadcasting. I first worked with Maria when she was coming up and I was covering the national championship game. We were at Alabama and she came on the six o'clock sports center when I was hosting and I was immediately impressed by her. Rachel, I will say maybe the hardest working person I have ever seen at that network. And so I, you know, going into that, I just, I had a very high regard for both of them. I think that it's a really shitty situation, the whole thing. Um, and I, I think that's what made it tough for ESPN is that, you know, I, I don't want to give any sympathy to ESPN because they tried to like, just pray this wouldn't get out for a year and then it got out. But I think what really ended up screwing them over more than anything is like both of them are really, really good at their job and really talented. It wasn't like, okay, we could fix this by letting someone go. It was, you know, you, they were, you know, two of the top stars of their NBA coverage. Yeah. Yep. And that's a, that's a very hard situation. And that's a situation where you look at it and it, you don't, you know, I don't know how they decided how they were going to handle it, but that's not an easy scenario to be in. And right before we, we started taping Maria Taylor and ESPN announced that she was leaving and you know, you don't know how much her leaving has to do with this specific incident or is it contract negotiations money, but you would hope she's not leaving because of this incident, because that would really be a bummer considering the high profile job. See, I mean, she's going to NBC. So like that'll work out well for her, but you know, 
crappy ending to what should have been like a really good tenure at ESPN. There's a lot that goes into broadcasting besides just broadcasting and you have to feel valued. Yeah. That's very important. That is very important, you know? So, and I'm not putting words, I'm not saying that she didn't feel valued because I think they did, you know, she certainly had deservedly. So, you know, she had great roles while she was there. Um, But no, I think that she'll, if that in fact is where she goes, that's a great, she'll be great. She'll be great wherever she goes, just like Rachel. Um, I, I would wonder if Rachel wants to stay. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Cause there's not a ton of places to go or, you know, I mean, if you go to TNT, if you want to do NBA, it's, that's the issue. If she wants NBA, it's ESPN or TNT, where else do you go? You know? So, uh, let's end it on something positive here. Give us something, um, Give us something from the Olympics. What should, what are you most excited to see? What are you most like, give me one person or one event. What, what do you all like? If you could watch one thing, one person, what would it be? This is going to be so boring for you. Cause it's what <laughs> everyone says. Um, because I'm obsessed with this documentary right now, golden. That's so good. That's about the women making the gymnastics team. Um, I'm just fascinated to see these gymnasts and Simone Biles to see if she can continue what she's, done. I mean, just the the best gymnast we've ever seen. That's the one that I'm looking for most. But outside of that, I'm, I'm very intrigued by Katie Ledecky. You know, I think, um, the, the women's soccer team is another one that I'm just pumped to see if they can coming off the world cup, potentially win gold. Did you wake up at 4am to watch them this morning? I did not. Did you? I, there's not one sporting event I'd ever wake up at four. I, I, if you put the Super Bowl on at 4 a.m., I don't think I would wake up to 4 a.m. is that is a rough hour right there. It is five. It is. Maybe you could get me, but four, that's not happening. That's my, my husband's hour when he wakes up. So. Oh, right. Cause your husband's on the, yeah, oh, he's yeah. on morning television. So, oh yes, that's yeah. good. So you do you now when he goes up, to, goes to work, do you wake up or can you stay sleeping? I can now kind of stay sleeping. That's yeah, that's huge. Until that's the kids huge. come in. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably won't yeah. be a ton of sleep for you over the next few weeks with uh, the Olympics going on and the time yeah. difference and hosting on the turf on Peacock. So check that out and uh, appreciate you coming on. Hey, thank you so much for having me. No, this is awesome. My pleasure. Have fun with the show. All right, my thanks to Lindsay Zarniak for coming on the podcast. My thanks to Sh- uh, Salakata every week, Train of Thoughts. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. If you have any feedback on this segment, things you like, don't like, want us to discuss, hit me up on Twitter at Jimmy Traina. Let me know what you think. And if you could subscribe to the SI Media Podcast, that helps tremendously. And uh, like I said at the top, if you missed any recent episodes, strong, strong guests lately. Andrew Marshan from the New York Post last week, Sean McDonough two weeks ago, Chris Long three weeks ago. So if you missed any of those, give them a listen. And like I said, uh, a subscription to the SI Media Podcast helps tremendously. All right, we'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Stay safe and take care.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.